This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Roderick. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you absolutely? I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Rodri Giggs on football. However, we are lacking a certain Mr. Rodri Giggs today. Uh, best wishes to Rodri. Uh, he's got a bit of an injury going on. Uh, I'm sure he'll be all right. Just needs a bit of rest. Elevation of the foot, I believe, is the uh, is the uh, solution. But, um, yeah, so between me and Rodri, we've literally got, what, two, two working legs at the moment. But, you know. It's so good. There's lots to talk about. And um, I toyed with the idea of not doing anything. But um, I feel like, uh, I don't know, I feel like things. So um, I thought I'd definitely, definitely make sure we do a show tonight. Because you just never know what's around the corner. Um, 
We are live on YouTube and Facebook. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, your home to many a great show and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. Please do give us a follow on social media. Subscribe, all that good stuff. And, of course, if you like your podcasts in audio form, this series and all the other content produced by Ace Podcast Nation, available at the Sports Social Podcast Network, free of charge to download. So get involved. Um, no Super 6 updates because the season's over, but we have got lots to talk about. Um, for those of you who remember, it seems like ages ago, but when I used to do the shows on a Monday on my own before, um, heavily reliant on you guys sending questions, send uh, subjects you want to hear an opinion on, whatever it may be. You can ask me anything, but don't want to answer it. I'll say so, but um, generally I'll answer anything you like. Uh, welcome, Lorna, Craig, Matthew, Owen, Robert, all the early ones. Well in, well in, well in, son. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff. Uh, I think we'll start on the Champions League because I don't want to spend a great deal of time on the club football because there's a lot of international football to talk about, um, and I've got some things to say about Scotland's performance last night. And some comments from media and some of the stuff I heard on TalkSport today. Oh, my good God. But um, I wanted to hit, talk about um, the Liverpool-Madrid game. So, first and foremost, Real Madrid fully deserved it. The teams they beat to get to the final and then beat Liverpool. Um, look, Liverpool are, like, in my opinion, one of the best teams in Europe. And I think for a portion after Christmas till probably a few weeks ago, they were the best team in club side in the world. However, they had a bit of a wobble at the wrong time. And one stat which cannot be denied is in, I think it's three cup finals this year. They haven't scored any goals. They've won two on penalties and lost another 1-0 uh, to Madrid. So that's just not good enough for a team that's got as much talent in it uh, and is free for, as free-flowing as what Liverpool are. However, I think a tremendous amount of credit goes to Real Madrid, how they set up. They were outstanding defensively and clinical, mate. Um, that Vinicius looks what a player. Changed the game against Man City and was a uh, well-taken goal versus, and he's very good versus Liverpool. Um, the boy I like uh, from Madrid is um, Cam Vinga. Uh, comes off the bench a lot in the Champions League, but what a player, real good footballer. Going to be a special player. I think he's going to be the... Uh, like... He'll be like a modernised version of Makaleli, I think, in a in a few years for Madrid once he's fully settled in, because he is a hell of a footballer and probably a bit better going forward than Makaleli. But um, what a player! Uh, Madrid look look promising. I got to say, Man City, by the way. Um, the more I think about the Haaland addition, like the only reason Liverpool got within a point this year is because Liverpool almost had like from Christmas to to recently. Almost like the perfect storm. They didn't lose. They weren't conceding. They were scoring loads of goals. They had an, an unbelievable squad. They didn't really have too many injuries. Like it was the perfect storm, and they deserve credit. They got the what I think it was a twelve point, um, twelve point gap between Man City and Liverpool at one point, and they got it down to like the last day of the season. However, I think what you've got to accept as well is that. If it wasn't for Liverpool, Man City would have run away with our league because there was no one else remotely close. And add in a striker, because that's the thing, which we had said, me and Rodri discussed it in the first show of the season. Like, when they didn't sign Harry Kane, 
after they'd made a bid. It's a big ask to go in without a striker. Premier League, they managed to pull it off. Champions League, it cost them because they didn't take their chances against Madrid and Madrid come back and haunt them. This is what happens at the top level. Um, the stuff off the pitch with Liverpool, um, look, everybody knows, or anyone who watches the channel has, has spoken to me knows I'm no Liverpool fan. I've, I, I've got a severe dislike for Liverpool Football Club. Um, however, uh, the, the speed at which people in social media and, and fans of other clubs will try and uh, make out that the problems and stuff, Liverpool fans and, and this, that and the other, like you only have to watch a couple of the videos to see that it was very clearly, clearly a, a French police issue being overly aggressive. Um, and I find it quite distressing as someone who watched Hillsborough like unfold live on TV as a kid. Um, I found it really distressing to see uh, Liverpool fans like crushed in, kids panicking, parents frantically like trying to calm their kids down and stuff. And 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 it seems as if it all stemmed from, unfortunately, uh, a portion of Liverpool fans having fake tickets, which is obviously the risk you buy you you face when you buy tickets from unofficial places. Um, also, some locals, by the looks of it, trying to get in free and jumping over the fences and stuff like that. But um, the way, like the French police was tear gassing, like not people who were causing trouble, like just people who were penned in this very small areas and couldn't get through. I find it quite upsetting. I am um, as a as a football fan, I find it quite upsetting. But as a parent, like I said to Barry yesterday on Patreon show. Like, if I was with my sons, my younger son's 13 now, but if I was with my 10, 11-year-old son and I've taken him to this dream football match and I was in that situation where he penned in, he's panicking, you feel like if he falls, there's going to be a serious problem or if one of you falls, you're going to get trampled. Um, and I think a lot of those fathers uh, and parents, and I'm sure there was mothers there too, who were able to keep their cool and not, become aggressive and frustrated with the police to the point where they then get, you know, tuned up by the police or they get arrested. And, and then it's another set of problems. Um, I saw like, I saw one where they're all trying to put the tickets, trying to get through the tickets turnstile. And this black guy, he stood there. And at first he seems like he's a security guard and he takes tickets off this guy for his dad well, for him and his kids. And then he just puts them in his pocket and walks off. And I think, he was almost posing as a security guard, took the tickets in the panic and then just walked off with the tickets. Like unreal, um, really unfortunate. But some of the comments which have come out from other football fans and also the French minister's comments was vile. I've got to be honest, his comments were absolutely disgusting. Um, I will address them in a couple of, in a minute, but I just thought it was disgusting. And I think football fans overall, look, as Cardiff fans, people who are Cardiff fans or, or football fans generally, right? We all know uh, the media, the police, everybody, they all treat us like shit. They hate football fans. Like how many times you've been blamed for stuff which you didn't do, been just treated like shit, pushed and shoved and treated like you're a, a subhuman all the time. And I think it's time football fans said, no, this isn't this isn't it. Like 
the European Champions League final is like that's the biggest football club football match in the world. And to say that the 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 bars in the various parts of Paris are more organised than the actual stadium is ludicrous, and I find it upsetting. I find it disgusting, and it would put me off going to a match in Paris. I've got to be honest. Um, but we had the same similar issues in uh, the Europe Euro fin- Euro finals. Obviously, that's been now meant that England are going to play their games behind closed doors. Um, so yeah, it's it's a weird one. Look, luckily no one got seriously hurt. I don't think there was, you know, it could have been so much worse. I think it only would have taken someone to take a tumble, and they would have got trampled because it was so tightly penned. It was so difficult. Um, so yeah, I uh, I just look, and I know some people will say, oh, well, it's their fault for because they were trying to get in with fake tickets. But it's yeah, there's an aspect of that, but that's not everyone. That's not the people who actually involved in the problems that's the people who've got to pay for the difficulty and and the people because of other people have caused those problems so i don't think it's fair to lump everyone in just as you know us as cardiff fans or football fans we've all been lumped in with idiots before um it's just one of them things but luckily you know no one was seriously hurt i saw a lot of journalists who got tear gassed and uh I saw, oh, what's his name? DJ, um, who's got a famous dad. Oh, fuck it. I want to say Toby Tarrant, but I don't think that is him. But there was um, someone on, like, Capital Radio or something, who was just a DJ, had gone out there, and he spilled out everything about, like, his experience out there. And it was quite, like, considering no one got hurt, it was still pretty harrowing stuff to hear the panic and the, the stuff going on. So, for me, I think football fans should just, stand together and try and really make sure that this type of thing is not happening going forward because I don't like it. I don't think it's it's good for football. It's not good for any of us. And none of us, look, for people who've got kids or nep- nieces and nephews, young kids, if you took your niece, nephew, your kids, young kids to a football match, it's like a dream, dream game. And then you get panic and stuff like that. Like, it's not not just not ideal, it'd be scary. And it would put them off. I know, like, I think if that happened to my youngest boy, don't think he'd be interested in going again. Um, But yeah, Uh, guys, get your comments in, get your questions in, anything you want to talk about. Um, Scotland played Ukraine last night. Um, So before I talk about the game itself, uh, there was a guy on TalkSport today. I don't know his surname. He was called Stuart someone. He was Scottish. They described him as a Scottish football expert. And he said these words. In hindsight, Scotland should have let Ukraine qualify and either they played Wales or Wales did the same. And I was like, no, no, they shouldn't have, you absolute imbecile. They should have played the game competed for the game, whoever won went through, whoever wins the next match goes through. You think those Ukraine players want to be gifted a World Cup place? No, they've competed to get to the playoffs. They've got to the playoffs off their own skill and determination and now they want to finish the job. It's insulting and embarrassing. And I know, like Craig says there, um, Graham Sooner said something similar. It's Honestly, 
absolute vile. I ugh, really bugs me. But um, <clears throat> and look, do you know what? I'm onto the game. <clears throat> um, I believe the reason why the Scots never really were able to get going is, and I think Wales need to learn learn a lesson from this on Sunday. Is look, we all want to. We also want to support Ukraine as a country. We all want to put an end to war and all that sort of stuff. Look, we're all behind them. Away from football, we're all behind them, 100%. But what Scotland did is instead of Hamden Park being the intimidating football atmosphere that it can be and it can be the 12th man, they were so welcoming to Ukraine that um, I think it backfired on them. And, and the players took a long time to get going. And Ukraine are a good football side. Um, and I think it backfired a little bit, the, the the welcoming side of it. Like, And I think Wales have to find a way to, to look, you know, to be united away from football, of course. And we I talk about all the time, like, real life versus football is not even a comparison. But... This is a massive game for both countries on Sunday and Wales have to find a way to be welcoming and united and blah, blah, blah. But then when that whistle goes or in the five minutes before the whistle, it's got to be like a battle. And, you know, obviously there's another word that I could use, which I'm not going to use, but it's got to be that from a sporting perspective. For Wales to win that football match, they need to be absolutely Boom, from the first whistle in and amongst them. And I think Wales get an early goal, that's it. I think, I really think they could win comfortably. But equally, I think the tighter it stays, or if you can get ahead, I think it becomes a lot more difficult for Wales going forward. Um, Rob says, Christ, they even had a Scott, the Scots singing the Ukrainian national anthem. And yeah, that's the sort of thing I'm referring to. And this Stuart guy did say this uh, in amongst his his, uh, his bullshit. He did say stuff from some stuff like this. Um, and it, it is tricky. Don't get me wrong. Like, because we all want to support Ukraine. I think you wouldn't be human if you haven't been touched by it. And like, <clears throat> even watching um, Zinchenko um, during some of the games towards the end of the season and seeing his emotion at winning trophies and, and last night and like, it takes a, a you got to be a bit of a twat like to 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 not feel a bit of emotion about that and like you know it's, it's of course we all feel sorry for them we all want to support them but Wales deserve to be in that playoff final Scotland deserve to be in that playoff semi final why the hell should they give up that opportunity for something which has got nothing to do with them nothing to do with sport nothing to do with football and yes we all want to support as I'll say again. We want to support Ukraine as a country, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's also it's not Scotland's fault. It's not Wales's fault. And I question whether the same thing would be being said if England were in this one of these teams, because then the narrative would be, well, the World Cup just wouldn't be the same without England. Do me a favour. Um, from a footballing point of view, I thought Ukraine were excellent last night. I thought there was. Um, one or two players who really stood out. I thought they they got into Scotland early on, put Scotland under pressure. Um, to me, like Scott Scott McTominay's not a centre back, never has been a centre back. 
I don't even think he's a defensive midfielder where United play him, but he's certainly not a centre back. I think he's more of a a box to box midfielder. He's quite good at attacking, but they had you know they were missing T- uh, Tierney, Tierney. Um, but I thought the Ukrainian side were very very good, and there's lots for Wales to think about. Um, in a minute, I'm gonna go through some options using the BBC pick your whale side thing, uh, go through a couple of options for Wales' uh, point of view from like the side they might pick to to, <clears throat> to come up against the Ukraine and how they can deal with some of those Ukraine threats. Um, for me, uh, I was really disappointed for Wales where they played Poland on Tuesday. Um, not because of that, the result didn't matter to me massively, but once we got into the lead, I was disappointed that we lost the game simply because I thought those players deserved at least a point. Um, the you know, predominantly fringe players, uh, people like Rabi Matondo, done themselves no no harm at all. Um, very, very good. And I think it's going to be a real fascinating little scenario with this all now, how it, how it plays out. Because... Um, Kiefer Moore's not played a lot of football at the end of the season. But when, as soon as he went off uh, against Poland, Wales didn't look the same. However, they didn't have the same players on the pitch when he didn't play more recently. Um, and they did all right without him. They actually did quite well without him. Um, he's been massive for Wales. He's that focal point and allows James and Bale and Ramsey to do their thing. So I'm fascinated to see if he comes in. He got a bit of time on the pitch. Um, but I thought the whole team, uh, those players did a tremendous job against Poland to to really make a name, like make a stamp claim at least for a starting place. Johnny Williams is one of them um, who's on his day, he's a fantastic footballer, but... He just uh, these last few years hasn't been able to get a real good run of games playing, so it's been tricky. Um, but just looking at the Wales team that started, and, and obviously we had some substitutions. Um, I thought Matondo was excellent when he came on, I thought Mark Harris did all right when he came on, but he didn't give the same focal point as Kiefer Moore at all. Um, I thought Norrington Davis had a good game, I thought Chris Gunter had an excellent game, um, Dylan Levitt pretty good um what's the what's the boy who plays number nine uh burns that's the one rob had a great debut um but i don't think i would pick him ahead of key for more i gotta be honest um don't think so but i don't think wales played two up front you know like they basically played three five two for this game i don't think that's the formation they go with against Ukraine on um, on Saturday, um, so I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna bring up the Ukraine side which started against Scotland, so I can have a little look at the who we're up against, um, and I might see if we can if I can get it up on the screen. Um, Burns played wing back, did he? Maybe I'm getting mixed up. Two people mixed up. I don't know. Rob says. Burns played wing back. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting 
players mixed up. I don't know all the players mate these days, especially the fringe ones, which is a shameful thing to say. Um, right, let me just bring up the Ukrainian Scotland game side, and then we can go from there. When did they play? Yesterday, wasn't it? So, what's the day today? It's, it's Wednesday, so we got, uh, you know. Why can't I find it? Is what I want to know. He was number nine, but he was wing back. There we go. Okay, then. What do I know? Right. Um, but let me know what your sides would be for the Wales. What do you, who do you think should start for Wales? Who do you think should uh, should they go with Kiefer Moore? Should they should they not risk him? I'm I'm interested um, in what you who you guys would start at the back. At the, you know. There we go in full hog. Any of the youngsters get a shout? You know, your Brennan Johnsons, your Wes Burns. Who else? Who, who, who would you give a go? Um, right, here we go. Ukraine side was there. So Ukraine played 4-1-4-1. Interesting. Um, okay, Wales. Predict your Wales starting lineup. So let's have a look. I don't know what. Shall I see if I can? Um... Oh, these people who keep spamming porn links in the chat, doing my boxing, keep blocking them. They keep coming back. I apologize. I'm doing it. So Rob Boyle straight away in with says, I would put uh, Brennan Johnson over Dan James. Now, that's an interesting shout, mate. And we will discuss it right now. Um, so I'm going to share my screen on my other screen now and we'll um we'll bring up the predictor there you go so you can you can see it apologies to the audio listeners but i'm still going to be talking but um it's just going to be a case of play along um again guys do create questions in it doesn't have to be to do with what we're talking about you can ask anything we'll we'll, we'll get involved so um <clears throat> my first sort of thoughts if you like um I would go with a more. I'd put go with uh, like a, a like five three two probably. Um, is there anything which is a bit more three five two? Yeah, can't move them around. So I would go with a a five three two. I um, I think the keeper speaks for itself. It's going to be uh, Wayne Hennessy, um, and then your centre backs. I would go with. Who we got there? We got Joe Roden, Reese Norrington, Davis. Oh, see, not a massive fan of um, Roden. I'm half tempted to put. Um, I really am half tempted. So this is my first draft. Okay, so don't no one shout at me. I'm going to go with Chris Gunter in the middle. I'm going to go with Ben Davis to the left, and I'm going to go with. Yeah, I'm going to go with Joe Roden there. And then I'm going Nico Williams, left wing back. What do we think, right wing back people? I would probably go with um, Reece Norrington Davis or Connor Roberts. Which one do you reckon? Right, let's go with Connor Roberts for a minute. Then. Um, so then I'm going in the midfield. I see I've done myself out now. I wanted to put Ampadu alongside 
Joe Allen, but I don't think that's going to work out right for me and my friends. So I might have to redo this. Um, and then I'm going to go with Aaron Ramsey. And then I'm going to go up front, Gareth Bale. And Kiefer Moore. However, so that's the first draft. I don't know if you guys can see it. If you can't see it and I'm wasting my time, then let me know and I'll get rid of it and we'll just talk about it. Um, Connor Roberts. So I've gone, um, for the audio listeners, I've gone Wayne Hennessy in, in goal. I've gone right wing back, Connor Roberts, left wing back, Nico Williams. Then I've gone for nice experienced uh, centre-back trio of Ben Davis on the left, Chris Gunter in the middle, Roden on the right. And then I've gone, um, I would go with Joe Allen as like your holder. And then I'd have Ramsey and Ampadu either side with Bale and Kiefer Moore up front. However, however, um, that like that layout is not exactly how I would do it. I would have Joe Allen and then I'd have the other two in front of him and probably have Ramsey and Bale like just behind Kiefer Moore. However, there's a couple of people who I would want to be in that side. So you're looking at, I'm looking at immediately Harry Wilson, Brennan Johnson, Daniel James, a three who straight away, I am really um, begrudging to leave out that side. So if I was going to change it up a bit, I would think I would go with, I would change the formation slightly and go with the, if we go to the three at the back, um, uh, let's go with that one just for the sake of it. But the, so I'd have, Right, I'm gonna. How do you clear it? I need to clear it. Keep them more up front, and then I'd have Bale, Ramsey, and Daniel James. Daniel James, yeah, I think I'd go Daniel James. Although, do you know what? Scrap that. I'm putting Brennan Johnson off the right, Ramsey, Bale. Then I would have um, Connor Roberts as my. Right wing back, you can't do it that way, so I'm gonna to have to change the formation for God's sakes. So, yeah, I think I would go with I think I would go with Brennan Johnson as my as my right wing back, and then I'm gonna uh, I'd sorry, I'd go with Brennan Johnson in there, and then I would bring Daniel James on towards the end of the at the end of the half to kind of um give a bit of pace off the bench if that makes sense to my people and I would take perhaps take Gunter out put Ampadu in the at the back and then Ben Davis rolled on Ampadu at the back Nico Williams is going to go out to the left but there's a few you know it's it is it's very difficult to pick because it's it's basically coming down to what you need and obviously with this I can't move them around but like as easily as freely as I would normally, um, but you can't just take them out, which is annoying. I just want to clear it, and they won't let me. So I'm interested. Would you go with Ampadu in midfield, guys, or would you go with him in defence? Um, it's a tricky, tricky one. Um, 
And then, you know, Harry Wilson would be very unlucky not to start. So I think one way which you can kind of... One way I think Wales may go um, is like this. Um, so I've been thinking about this today, actually. Um, one way I think they might go is with... Um, so you have Nico Williams left, Connor Roberts right, uh, Rodon and... Ben Davis as centre-back, Joe Allen and Ampadu as your holding midfielders. And then um, you'd have... Um, you'd have uh, Kiefer Moore on the bench. And you go with Gareth Bale as your striker. So you have Gareth Bale as your striker. You have um, Harry Wilson as your sort of number 10. And then you have your um, Aaron Ramsey and either Brennan Johnson or Brennan Johnson or um, Daniel James. I just think with Daniel James, he's so dangerous for Wales. It's a choice of whether you want to give Brennan Johnson the lift of starting because his form's been so good. And then you've got Daniel James off the bench with his speed. It's going to cause all sorts of issues late in the game. I think that's a good one. Um, Owen says, I think Rodon, Ampadu and Davis are the three. Um, and then Roberts and Nico on the flanks. Um, Craig says, Allen and Ramsey with Bale, Wilson and Brennan Johnson up front. Um, I think by playing Bale as the number nine, it allows you to get an extra player in there. Kiefer Moore, if you put Kiefer Moore as the number nine, it takes away one, one attacking player. Like I think, so the side I've just put there is a 4-2-3-1 side. You've got Williams and Roberts giving you a nice bit of width. You've got two, you've got Joe Allen holding, but then you've got Ampadu's grit and, and speed and athleticism next to him. Roden and Ben Davis' experienced centre-backs. You've got Harry Wilson in the number 10 role, buzzing in and around, or even Aaron Ramsey as the number 10, and and Wilson and Brennan Johnson there on either side. And then you've got the likes of Daniel James, you've got Sorba Thomas, you've got Dylan um, Levitt, you've got Ruben Corwell, you've got Matt Smith. There's you know lots of players in there. Johnny, Johnny Williams off the back of a goal. Um, Wes Burns, there's a lot of uh, players. The one for me, like Rabbi Matonda, is is one who I... So, for me, the players who, if we just leave that starting eleven as it is, the players who scare Ukraine coming off the bench for reasons are Kiefer Moore for his height, Rabbi Matondo for his skill and ability, Daniel James for his pace. If they see... Uh, Wes Burns, they see Ruben Corwell, Mark Harris, Johnny Williams. I think no disrespect, and this is no disrespect on my side from those players. Um, it's purely from a, the way I think the Ukraine would view it. I don't think they'd be as intimidated, and maybe that would work in their favour as well, also because they're all very skillful, very capable players. Um, so that's the side I'm leaning towards at the moment. Um, what do you guys who would you so if I give you all you've got one change you can make from my side there 
who would you change? Hennessy, Roberts, Roden, Ben Davis, Nico Williams, Ampadu, Allen, Brennan Johnson, Harry Wilson, Aaron Ramsey and Gareth Bale. One change you can make, who would you change? You'd bring Ryan Giggs back in as the manager. That's what you'd do. <laughs> I'm so funny. So I'm interested. What would your change be? Um, and then I'll check out. I'll confirm on my team. And then we'll do an all-out attack side, which I think would be interesting. But, uh, yeah, well, like, guys, what would you do with that? Like, what would you change from my team? Who would you change? Come on, quick. Go, go, go. Who would you change? Who would you change? Tell me. First person to tell me gets a point. Bunch of slow coaches. Slow coaches. It's because my side is perfect. No one would change anything. Okay. Last chance to, to change anything from my side before I confirm it. Shh, look at that. I must have the perfect side that nobody wants to change anything. What a legend. Pick the perfect side. Five, four, three, two. One confirmation. So that's uh, that's that's my official pick. What I would pick is the side. Okay. Um, more as a super sub. Yeah, I think have it with that side. I like what I like about that side. Craig is the one that I've just uh, picked there, and I'm going to share to social media. Um, is what I like about it, mate. Is that off the bench, you can have um, Daniel James, you can have Ruben Corwell, you can have Kiefer Moore, um, you can have Rabbi Matondo all off the bench without disrupting the team too much. So if Harry Wilson doesn't work, you can move Bale back, put Kiefer, Kiefer Moore on, uh, or you can you can just slot in Ramsey into the number 10, you slot in then... Uh, Matondo out wide or whoever is there's there's lot of Daniel James there's lots of options Brennan Johnson doesn't work you've got Daniel James and stuff and then even going a bit deeper if Allen gets a bit tired Ampadu can switch to a more holding position and you can bring in like a Johnny Williams to do a bit of a quarterback role and you know there's lots of um there's lots of options with the Welsh squad um just before we move on from like the the kind of picking of the the teams I'm going to do another one but I'm going to go in a championship manager style all out attack formation. Um, and what I would do if I was, if Wales were feeling particularly naughty and like they just wanted to put the game to bed early, be super, super aggressive. Um, this is what I think they could go with. So we'll go with a 4 3 3. We'll go with Danny Ward in goal, just because Danny Ward's a legend. And then the three would be. Um, Gunter, Ethan Ampadu, and Davis. There you three, and then you go. Um, on the right, you have Daniel James. On the left, you'd have Nico Williams. You have Aaron Ramsey. Aaron, Aaron Ramsey. You go Harry Wilson. What a what an attack inside this will be. And then up front, you're going to go with um, 
grab your Matonda. You're going to go with Kiefer Moore and Gareth Bale. There you go. I will offer an all-out attack inside. All-out attack inside. Like your map. Ramsey and Harry Wilson as your central midfielders. Daniel James as your right wing back. Nico Williams as your left wing back. And then Matondo, Kiefer Moore and Gareth Bale all up front. Poof! Be smashing them. 7-0. <laughs> um, right, guys, if you've got any questions, get them in. I'm going to switch off the gold sharing screen now. We've had our little, our little fun, our tactical play. Um, I'm going to stop sharing that. I'm back. My face is as beautiful as ever. Um, and now I'm just posting that to the socials. Um, so yeah, guys, what would you like to talk about? What? How do you see the game? How do you see the game playing out on the weekend? Um, um, on Sunday, do you think it's going to be tight? Do you think it's going to be quite free scoring? Do you think Wales will win? Do you think Wales are too confident and Ukraine are dangerous? I'm interested in your views. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you're going for. Tell me what you want to know. Um, instantly, if you don't follow us on Twitter, please do so. We are four followers away from 700. Uh, it's one of the smallest um, kind of social media followings we have on any of the, the old socials. So if you uh, if you can share us, then please, if you can follow us, do please do. It helps us out a lot. Uh, Rob Boyle is going 3-1 to Wales. Bale, Wilson and Roden. Is that using my super attacking side, Rob? Or is that using the proper side, like, as you should? I'm interested. Everyone wants to use my super attacking side, I think. Um, there was something else I was going to talk about, um, which irked me earlier in this week and I can't remember what it was but I remember thinking do you know what I'm going to talk about that on Thursday and then I've completely forgotten what it was um just on the general news front a few little tidbits Rudiger's joined Real Madrid I don't think that's any surprise to anyone um and uh Juan Mata is leaving Manchester United um, I thought he was going to stay as a coach, but I, I must it must have been a rumour rather than a, a cemented thing. Um, but yeah, let's have a look. Um, what do you think of your team's transfer business, if they've done any so far? Uh, what do you think of your team's transfer business so far? Um I kind of had a little say on Cardiff's last year, last week. I feel that it's it's good, but there's a worry there with experience and stuff, um, and I worry that we're so skint and we're so we're trying to be so clear, careful and clever with money that it might come back to bite us on the ass in a big way. Um, 
but I'm interested what you guys think of your various teams. To get your questions in. Um, Pogba is officially gone, is he? Is he now? Yeah, look. It's a weird one. Um, I don't think you can doubt his ability. I think you can doubt his... His application. Um, I can just... He was there for what? Since 2000... When did he... When did he go back to United? 2018 or something? Um, They won trophy the first season, obviously won the Europa League. And then he just, it's very underwhelming. Like he'd have a couple of good games and then he'd be shocking. I think actually one of his best games was when they came back from 2-0 down at halftime against Man City and won 3-2 when he scored two. Um, Just didn't do it enough. I do think they didn't play to his strengths, but he's got to take a look at himself and and question i question whether he had the right attitude at all times i don't think he did if i'm being honest but yeah i wouldn't be surprised to see him go somewhere and if they play to his strengths it'll be unbelievable would not doubt it for a second because one thing he's got is a ridiculous amount of ability as a as a footballer um, he's very, 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 very good. So, get your questions in for me. Get your questions in for me. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Craig says, just want Wales to win. Nobody on the pitch after so we can show our class. Um, there's been some sort of warning, hasn't there, about pitch invasions. I don't think there's a need for it. Um, 2-1 O-line says 2-1 to Wales for me late consolation for Ukraine I think it's vital Wales get out of the blocks quick and I think an early goal will settle any nerves and then we've got enough mix of attacking options and experience to really do them some damage like I feel like that's going to be real good um I think it's vital that we get off to a great start and we put them under pressure like really early on, really high press and and make them make a mistake because they're going to be nervous. We're the, you know, we're the home team. The Cardiff City Stadium has been rocking for Wales games, absolutely rocking. doesn't seem to suffer from the same problems that it suffers from atmosphere-wise with Cardiff games. Um, and I just think, yeah, let's go. Get it. Electric start. Welcome the Ukraine before the game. As soon as that, like to me, from 15 million, 15 minutes before kickoff, sorry, it's all out. No surrender. Um, Ukraine, Ukraine are very, very strong. And uh, Craig, you make a great point. They were unbeaten in the group. Anyone who thinks it's going to be an easier, easy game, I think you're kidding. You could be in for a shock. And do you know what? Out of Scotland and Ukraine, I really wanted to play Scotland because I felt like it was an easier game, which I think should tell you how how much I think, how good Ukraine are, because obviously a Scotland-Wales game brings up other issues. It's, a, it's an all-UK game, so the atmosphere is different. The pace of the game is different to a normal international. Um, and I would have rathered that 
than play Ukraine. I think it's going to be difficult. There's going to be a lot of pressure on us um, because we're the home home side. But also, I I kind of think um, the fact that everybody else wants us, everyone hates us on Sunday. Everyone wants Ukraine to win, other than the Welsh people. So that can benefit us, I think, massively. Um, I really believe that. I think that there's a there's something real good of there's like a you can use that siege mentality. Everyone hates us. Everyone wants us to lose. So let's just get in there and do the job. Be professional. Be ruthless. Take your chances, and I think it all work out nicely. But whether it does or not is another. It's going to be a nerve wracking afternoon. I can say that much. Rob Boyle says, "Any more guests coming up?" Um, so, yes, I'm filming a couple of shows next week. Um, I'm finding football is particularly difficult to get hold of at the moment, um, and football related guests. Uh, it's just one of them things. It's time of year, end of the season, all that sort of stuff. But uh, I am trying. Um, we'll have some news and stuff probably over the next couple of weeks with things going forward. Um, the plan initially was me and Rodri was going to, once after this week, maybe, well, next week as well, well, we'll be talking about the playoff finals and the Europa League and stuff, uh, sorry, the Nations League and stuff. Um, we were then going to try and get a different guest in over the summer each week or every other week, depending on how it worked out. Um, however, I'm not 100% sure what we're like what the direction is going to be like. So I, I you'll have to bear with me basically. Um, and then um, we'll see where we go. Um, I appreciate you all massively. I appreciate all the support that you've given me and the channel and the different shows over the years. Um, at the moment, I feel if I'm being honest, I just feel a little bit like um, things aren't as, they're not clicking as much as they were, you know, perhaps six months ago or, or 12 months ago. Like the, the a lot of the live shows, uh, the figures are down. Like people are watching them. They're watching them afterwards and stuff. But the, the actual live figures uh, and the engagements are down a little bit. So, and like, it's easy to say, you know, get footballers on every week. But like it's it's just it's just not as easy as that. Um, it like <clears throat> I think people don't realize how much time Andy used to spend getting guests for booked and for a week to week basis. It took up so much of his time, and that was a big part of why he had to stop when he got the Middlesbrough job was because you know if he could just turn up each week and do the show, that that was fine. But he spent so much time trying to chase chase up guests, sort out guests, book guests. Because you don't want to be booking them week to week. You've got to try and book them, you know, a couple of weeks in advance or you're stressing. Um, and it was very difficult. Um, and he, you know, he just couldn't do it. Um, I have obviously don't have the same contacts that Andy does. Um, you know, I've got a few and Rodri's got a few, but like once you kind of get through the initial few, it's it's, it's difficult, isn't it? And and, and Craig makes a, a great point. Like, obviously, during lockdown, a lot more people were at home watching more content and stuff like that. Now, 
people are out and about and they're going places and i understand that i do with this you know and times are hard at the end of the day um and you know even though like things like patreon and stuff like that and members i've seen other people other content creators sort of bemoaning the lack of members or patrons to their various things but like i think what they need to understand is is um times are hard times are hard for all of us like i'm the price of petrol at the moment is is just killing me killing me um petrol and everything's expensive it's difficult so even though things are you know or, or it's like five quid a month or for me it's like two quid a month i understand that people are you know people times are hard and i get it um and that's why i love you guys all you guys who signed up i think most of you were in there as well but there is for anyone who does want to sign up there's still i think a few spaces left on the i made a like a half price tier for two pound fifty um to try and entice a few people in there's a few of those limited spaces left they'll only be there for a very short amount of time once they're gone they're gone there'll be no additional ones uh no wriggle room with that um so go to patreon.com slash ace podcast nation if you haven't already and you can join um we have a couple of exclusive shows every week and um what not so next week i'm filming two shows at eat sleep media um one is with a journalist called Anna bramford I'm really looking forward to that. She's got her own website and, and uh, YouTube channel and stuff like that. Really looking forward to her. She's traveling down from Swindon. And um, and then that's on, I think it's Thursday. But I'm also have uh, got a rapper, Jay Speaks Him, who I'm looking forward to. I really like his stuff. Um, he's worked with some big artists and stuff like that. Um, he's got a really, um, from what I could tell by his social media, he's got a really different outlook to what, like you might think, a stereotypical musician musician or rapper or grime artist might have so i'm kind of looking forward to speaking to him um he seems to have a cool attitude and that was one of my favorite things when i interviewed murkage was he's not like your stereotypical rapper who's all about like blim and uh, bling and stuff like that he's kind of got like a big outlook on the world and karma and it was interesting i just i enjoy speaking to different people um it's fun um, i like speaking to people Hoping to get Mark Hudson in there soon. Um, obviously, the season's just finished. Um, so I can actually send him a message now. Should we send Mark Hudson a message? Um, just to, he said he'll come in when the season's over. So I kind of just been giving him a second just to, you know, get himself together, maybe see his family go away, or, you know, all the stuff that the football people like to do at the end of the season. But I'm hoping that Mark will join me. Hoping to get Mehmet Dowlin back on for the yearly show. Not sure yet whether that's going to be a live show with me and him or me, him and Rodri, possibly. Or it'll be filmed, recorded in the studio, because I think that could be like a nice change of pace. And then it's just whether we can work out to do it live or I'll just get all the questions from you guys beforehand and uh, put them to the man himself. But uh, I would think, and I don't want to tempt fate, but I would think that he will be... yeah it's um yes 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 indeed um so ian lanning a former Cardiff city physiotherapist uh, we're hoping to get him on soon as well 
Um, but uh, on Sunday, the 12th of June, at St. Fagans Cricket Club, for those in and around Cardiff, there's a cricket tournament, memorial cricket tournament and barbecue for Chris Barker. Uh, starts at midday. Uh, I will be there. Um, also, Joe Ledley, Paul Parry, uh, Jason Mohammed, Ian, and a few others will be also be there. Um, if you're about and you can make it, please do. Obviously, it's raising money and, and, and a memorial for Barks. Please do uh, you know, get involved if you possibly can. Twelfth um, of June. So um, we're gonna be getting ready to. Uh, who's had an operation, uh, Craig? Did you say uh, Mark Hudson or Mehmet Dalman? Don't know which one you were referring to. But um, I'm interested in which one. Do, 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 do. Yeah, look, um, I know, and I, by the way, uh, please don't think that I was sort of moaning about uh, the live interactions and then uh, things like that. I wasn't. I was just merely pointing out that it's changed and it's it's difficult. Isn't it? it's, times are hard at the end of the day. And um, I'm trying to keep producing different content. Is why I put this out today because I wanted to still do a show even though Rodri wasn't available um and i'm trying to come up with different ideas and stuff thinking about bringing like the conspiracy theory show back and the the serial killer files maybe change it up a little bit um okay so hudson's had a hip replacement as well is he oh they're dipping them i've got one of them as well found out the other day um Ah, oh, there we go. I've just um, I've just shared on my Instagram story the Barks uh, Memorial Cricket Festival and Barbecue. Um, please, please do if you can get involved and come down. Please do. Um, it would be fantastic. Um, it's going to be amazing. Really looking forward to to that. Uh, I'm just a bit gutted. I can't get involved in the playing, uh, unfortunately, but. Um, Tis what it is, my friends, and oh, mid. So Lawrence from Eat Sleep Media and Talk Sport just sent me a picture um, of his current situation. He is queuing for passports and stuff out in Poland. And oh my dear God, I feel sorry for anyone who's involved in airports at the moment. The amount of people I've seen having holidays cancelled at the airport because the flight. I don't really get what's going on, but there, it seems like the the airplane companies are just refusing to take them from what i can gather yeah i don't know what's going on with that someone could probably tell me more about it um but as always guys if there's a certain show you want us to bring back like the ones i mentioned there or if there's a certain type of show you'd like us to do look i am always open to suggestions so Please do suggest the way. Um, just let me know. Right, last chance for a couple of the quezies. Um, hoping to have an episode out tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm going to put out an episode tomorrow. I'm hoping. The, um, I'm still trying to edit the 
the best of the Andy Campbell show. I'm going to do a bit more tonight. It's taking it forever, um, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be a really good one. Um, it's just it takes a long time for someone like me to edit. Um, and it's impossible for me to get Jamie, who does my other editing, to do it because it's just I've got to pluck the videos from the shows and then like pluck the videos and the clips the bit i want and it's difficult to get someone else to do that so yeah i'm doing it it's it's coming and it'll be worth it it's just taking a bit of time for me to edit it uh, i've also got a my story with james lily coming um that'll probably come out on tuesday i think now but um yeah last chance for a couple of questions my my people um this sunday on the fight show we have got Mason the Dragon Jones joining us uh, from America. Um, Mason is uh, obviously a, a Welshman. He was a two-weight division champion in Cage Warriors, now signed in the UFC. Big things expected of him. So if you want to see, you know, I know some of you guys don't um, necessarily you know, like into the fight stuff, but got lots to talk. We've got Mason in for the first sort of hour, and then we'll have Ben Doherty on to talk boxing. And there's a few bits of boxing stories. Joe Cordina's fighting on Saturday as well. Um, so that's also going to be very interesting. Interesting stuff. Um, so, yeah, guys, if you've got anything which you kind of like uh, would like to see us doing on the show, on the channel, um, like suggestions for whatever it may be suggestions for clips suggestions for shows anything which you think would be entertaining let us know um i always thought the show we tried initially with kev would have been good where we were reacting to like funny football clips i thought that would be quite a good little online show but we kept getting copyright struck one idea i did was to do a reaction show live on like sunday like Sunday League clips and stuff where you can't get them copyrighted, but I don't know. Don't know if that'll work or not these days. I just don't know. Having a crisis of crisis of confidence in terms of what works and what doesn't. Um, I, these shows are really hard to do the one man shows, but I, like I said, I wanted to do something for you guys because we hadn't because uh, Rodri was not able to make it, so I wanted to do something tonight and talk about the various stuff but you guys you got literally i'd say 60 seconds if you want to ask any further questions get involved and indeed we will get stuck in it's been a pleasure thank you to everyone who has sent in questions and got involved in the chat i know it was very difficult to to get involved once i'd put my team out because once i said my starting 11 everyone was like oh simon's right yep nothing to say but now like you guys can you can move on you can you can go and uh you can have the rest of your evening you've told me i'm right it's been an absolute pleasure um i'd love chatting to you guys and i, I think i will start doing a couple more of these now and again Probably not the full hour, but like some sort of half hour lives because I do enjoy them. They're just they're tricky because it's just me talking to myself, basically. You know? um, 
But a massive shout out to, to Craig, to Owen, to Rob. Um, who else was there? Lorna was there earlier, I think. And um, just James Costley. Um, huge Owen. Yeah, sh just a massive shout out to you, lads and lasses. Really appreciate the support. Um, and thanks again for all you Patreons for signing up. And if you haven't signed up already, you can get the £5 here for about £2.50 at the moment. Um, so get involved, get, get yourself some exclusive content to listen to or watch. But um, as always, it's been a pleasure. Uh, me and Rodri should be back next week to discuss, hopefully, Wales's victory in the Wales player final. Um, might do a watch along on Sunday. Might, but we'll see. Take it easy, my friends. Be good. Sports Social Podcast Network.